Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Momenta on the Main Line. We're your hosts. I'm Dr. Joanna Holleran. And I'm Dr. Alon Green. We're here to talk about all things health, wellness, fitness, performance, and overall well-being. Hope you enjoy the show. Elon here, and in today's episode, Joanna and I got to sit down with our friend Jessica Brennan. Jessica is a home detox concierge and founder of Clean Product Junkie. She helps moms lower the toxic load in their homes by walking them through how to identify hidden toxins in their household products and find safer alternatives. Most people assume that natural and organic products are safer, but that's not actually always the case, and it's Jessica's mission to guide her clients through the murky and sometimes overwhelming shopping process. With over eight years of experience in label reading and advocating for more health protective laws in the personal care industry, she is passionate about helping others feel confident in their ability to choose the safest products on the market and create the healthiest home possible. So we hope you enjoy the conversation. We both learned a ton and we think that it'll really resonate with you. So enjoy. All right, let's dive into it. Jessica Brennan, welcome to the podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. We're so happy to have you. Thank you both for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So I know we've talked about it and bounced back and forth for probably months about how we need to have you on the podcast. And we've talked about a bunch of topics. So I'm really excited to get into it because I think this is something that our audience is going to resonate with because I think that there's a major trend right now that uh, people are becoming more aware of the types of products that they're using both personally and within their homes. And so um, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to be able to kind of pick your brain personally about it too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Jess, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into this journey on uh, clean living and just finding the healthiest products for your family? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, I started this journey about eight years ago. I have twin boys who are now 12, so they were five years old. Um, And what I had found was I was looking at their personal care, their body wash was the product in particular that I was looking at. Um, And I was kind of like a crunchy mom with my friend group. I was the one that they would call and ask like, what body wash do you use? That's the safest. You know, I cloth diapered my kids and I made their baby food and I did kind of against the grain type things that a lot of people that had kids my age weren't doing. And so um, one of those was not buying, you know, the traditional body wash and products, lotions and stuff like that. So at the time I was using my son, both my sons have asthma and my one son has eczema. And at the time I was using a body wash that was specifically formulated for eczema. It was one that my dermatologist had recommended. Um, so I didn't think anything of it, but I had learned that the beauty industry, the personal care industry, which includes kids products, was largely unregulated, which was information I did not know. So I just started questioning and I was giving him a bath and somebody had told me about this and given me a list of ingredients to look out for. And I was like, I'm fine. Like (laughs) I already know what I'm doing. Um, so I flipped the bottle around and I was just totally shocked that there were a few of those ingredients on that list and the, that were linked to health issues 
in the body wash I was using on my kids. And with all of that stuff, you know, making me feel confident about the purchase I had made, it also had organic, all natural on the front of it. Mm -hmm. And so I just was totally just flabbergasted that there was anything even remotely dangerous in the product. Um, there were ingredients that were linked to asthma, which was obviously concerned because both of my boys have asthma. Mm-hmm. There were ingredients that were known carcinogens, um, ingre- an ingredient linked to hormone disruption, fertility issues down the road. Um, and then an ingredient, which was really shocking to me. I mean, those are obviously very shocking, but there was an ingredient that actually ex- exas- or irritated eczema in an eczema formulated body wash. And so I was just like, what in the world is happening? And that just was kind of like the entry point for me to go down this rabbit hole of like really digging into the ingredient list. And over time, what I realized is that us as consumers are always looking for these natural organic products, especially right now, like Dr. Green, you were talking about initially, um, you know, more and more people every day become aware of the safety concerns and a lot of the products that we're using. Um, so we're going down this like green path, but because there's no regulation, companies can say certain things on the front of the bottle. And then when you really dig into the ingredients, those formulas aren't oftentimes much safer than traditional. So what we are considering as safe is possibly a little bit better, but it's not actually safe. And so as I continue to look at my products, um, and swap over to safer, I started to understand that people just didn't know this. And so eventually I started my company, Clean Product Junkie, and decided that I I wanted to be a resource for people that were going through this and having these epiphanies like I did initially um, and trying to help them find what I consider clean products um, and not just green products. Yeah. And so I I guess on that kind of topic of, of recognizing that word choice that they use in advertising and marketing isn't actually what it sounds like. And, you know, contrasted to like the food industry where, you know, people are more aware that natural is not actually like a, you know, there's not a a big definition for that. Right. Um, Can you talk a little bit about what some of those buzzwords are and and some of kind of like the, the truth behind it? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of them are the same in food, green, natural, organic, um, specifically organic. There is literally no definition of that term in personal care products. Um, and across the board, like cleaning supplies, I don't just help people with personal care products. I help them find cleaning products, laundry detergents, mattresses, furniture, um, floor refinishing, like hardwood floor refinishing, like basically anything and everything. Um, because this really does run across all categories. Um, but yeah, those, but those words in particular are words that we all, you know, associate with safer and healthy and they're not, that doesn't really mean that those products are safe or healthy. They may be healthier, Mm -hmm. but they're not healthy. Mm -hmm in terms of like any organizations or any kind of like, uh, is there any cer- certain like body that's actually going above and beyond to be able to, um, highlight some of this stuff to be able to kind of create some, some resources to help people navigate the marketplace a bit, or is it just kind of uh, the wild west? <laughs> I mean, it's both honest. Yeah. There, there are some organizations, thankfully, but ultimately 
you know, it's the wild west because at the end of the day, unless you know about those, then you're dependent on what the industry is doing. And that's, you know, there's a lot of progress that needs to be made. Um, as far as organizations, I really like and rely a lot on the environmental working groups website. Um, they have a database where you can actually search products, um, and they give it an overall rating. I typically with my clients go through each ingredient because it'll rate the safety of each ingredient. And I always suggest choosing products that have um, a th it, all the ingredients in the product are rated three or four if you want to go to four and below. But anything five and over is um, usually an issue. They list why the numbers are there, like why they rate them that way. Um, sometimes it'll be a five because of allergic you know, a lot of people can be allergic to it with that. It's like, you just try it out. And if you don't have a reaction, you're fine. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then they'll give you some idea on contamination concern, which is something that I talk a lot about. Um, there's certain ingredients that are more prone to being contaminated with highly toxic ingredients. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that, you know, in a minute, but it's just like empowering yourself to actually do the research and in, in look at the ingredients. I know it can be very daunting because yeah. when you turn these products around, there's usually so many, but that's a really good one. And then when it comes to personal care products, I um, really love Beauty Counter because they are a beauty brand that takes things and goes beyond clean, which a lot of other companies are starting to um, create cleaner formulas, which is great. Um, but they really go beyond. They do a lot of advocacy work and I have partnered right. with them. So I've participated in that and gone to DC and talked to legislators about changing the laws. Um, they banned 1800 ingredients instead of the 30 that are banned here in the U S yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I, I definitely, I, I want to dive into it. I, I think maybe, uh, let's take a step back and, and just kind of describe like, cause you're, you're working as a consultant and you work individually with people. So can yeah. you tell me like who you're working with and what types of like problems they kind of come to you with or, or the, with the motivation behind kind of coming to reach out to you? Yeah. Uh, the majority of the people that I work with are, are moms and, um, particular new moms, um, that that's not specifically, but just kind of generally, that's who I work with. They have had, you know, are pregnant and are starting to really care about what they're going to choose to use on their babies. Um, it's just kind of a new thing for them. And they're thinking about their choices in a, through a different lens. Um, and what I do with them is I help break it down because it can be very overwhelming, no matter, you know, if you're a mom, a new mom or, you know, what, where you're coming from, as far as wanting to do this work it can be very overwhelming. So I try to give them, you know, a step-by-step -step guide. I help them break it down. If I'm working with them personally, we go through the products and identify which ones are the most important to switch first. Um, and just kind of make it a little bit easier than just, because a lot of times people just want to, once they start to realize this, they get overwhelmed and they just decide, okay, well, I don't have control over this, but the products are out there. The information's out there. It's just up to us as consumers to go out there and decipher it and choose better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that. And I've, I've felt this personally that, you know, as soon as you learn the extent of the, 
like dirty products and or ingredients in all of your products, it does become very overwhelming to start to slowly make this change. So what, what's the first step you typically, you know, break it down into, do you, do you tackle one room? Like, okay, we're going to clean up the products in the kitchen, or are we just going to eliminate all of our products that have X ingredient? Like what's, what's a good first step for people? Yeah. So the first step that we usually do is go through the products that you're using, um, that sit on your skin first and foremost that you spray. So that's where I would first start then like the cleaning products so that you, you know, spraying it in the air and it's hanging out in the air and you're breathing it in. Um, so those are kind of the first two, but across the board, I always recommend avoiding a few different ingredients, um, just to kind of make it simple. These are the top three. And so as you're shopping, if you flip the bottle around and you see any of these three ingredients, then you can put it back and say, okay, we're going to pick another one. So it just kind of makes the process a little bit easier. Um, you can go to the environmental working groups website. They actually have a EWG verified system where you can say shampoos, and it'll give you a list of, um, options that are verified safe by them. Um, and these three ingredients are most of the time, not in them. Um, so there's one in particular that I always suggest. And again, this is cleaning supplies, uh, personal care products, laundry detergents, any of the household products you buy is fragrance. So if you could just start shopping fragrance free, then you're going to make a huge difference, not only for the safety of your products, but also this is one that I've been fighting for, for years to get people to get companies to stop. And there's so many of us, there's like a whole movement of shop fragrance free. And a lot of companies have stopped using fragrance. And so if you are listening to this and you're totally clueless, um, what fragrance is, you know, obviously it's the smell in the products that you're using. It's what's creating that unique smell. Um, so we oftentimes think of it as perfume, but if you go to the next layer of it, it actually is a uh, catch-all term for a lot of different ingredients that can be included in there. And it was set up for companies to be able to um, protect their formulas and their, their signature smells, which is fine. Like I understand that, yeah. but when it was set up, there wasn't quite as many ingredients that were allowed in it that have been linked to health issues. And now there's a whole slew of them. Um, one in particular is phthalates. And it's actually what's in the pro in the fragrance that allows that scent to linger longer. So if you spray on your perfume in the morning, you could still smell it at 11 o'clock at night. It probably has phthalates in it. Um, and that's been, there's a lot of evidence and research showing that phthalates is definitely an ingredient you want to avoid. So as long as fragrance is listed on the label, there is a high likelihood that it has phthalates. So number one, shop fragrance free. And then that not only is better for your health, but also sends a message to the industry that you don't have to use this word. There's a lot of companies that don't do it anymore. They list all their ingredients. It's, none of them have had issues with companies stealing their formulas. So it's not, um, you know, as big of a concern as it used to be because there's so many different ingredients that can be in that fragrance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it kind of reminds me of the, the whole, like in the supplement industry, there's proprietary blend, right? That's right. kind of like yeah, the equivalent like, well, where it's like, okay, so it's a blend of something and it's just like, oh, well, it's proprietary. We can't tell you what it is. Somebody else. Right. It. And that's, <laughs> I understand that to some extent, but when so many companies are using it to hide ingredients that are, yeah, are harmful and they're putting all the, so you'll see, <laughs> I see this all the time labels 
that lists all these natural ingredients and it looks great. And then it says fragrance and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, good for you, but what's in that fragrance? <laughs> so, you know, just like, tell us, and if you are not using, if you aren't using ingredients that are linked to health issues, then work harder to switch that. There are options out there. Generally, it's just that they want to use those ingredients because they're less expensive. So they're makes their bottom line, you know, better. Yeah. And yeah. also just to highlight too, cause I, I know it's, it's been a challenge for me personally as, as we become a little bit more aware of it too, but men's products, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, also a big thing. I feel like sometimes when we have this conversation, I think we almost like mentally kind of shift towards like the, the line of women's products, because there are so many more like specific things targeted for that market. Yeah. But even like men's, I, I had difficulty finding like a a deodorant, you know, that didn't have like fragrance or like, you know, uh, what is it like aluminum and stuff like that. Um, and then same thing with like any sort of like soaps or shampoos, trying to find something without fragrance was almost near impossible. Um, even though the, you know, the marketing around it has kind of like focused on that natural and like, you know, organic type, uh, type stuff that you were talking about before too. Yeah. And men's products are one of the fastest growing segments of the personal care industry. Yeah. More companies are, um, adding specific lines for men and using the same terms. So it can be challenging for sure. Yeah. But you have some resources available for people yourself, right. That you've created as far as like guides. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, I have, first of all, I have a free download. It's a label reading guide on my website, cleanproductjunkie.com. Right at the very top, you can sign up for it. Um, and it lists the two additional ingredients that you should look out for on your labels. And it actually kind of gives you an action plan. Um, I encourage you to go pick a product up right in the guide and we go through the ingredients and we look for these. Um, and so that's a really great resource for people just to get started. Um, I also have a five day detox, uh, online program that I've put together. Um, and so I'm a home detox concierge. And so I work one-on-one with, uh, with people going through their products and, you know, I hear the same things over and over again, same questions. You know, a lot of people are having the same issues as they're going through this process. So I put together a program to help people kind of go through that process. And that's on my website too. That's amazing. So when working with you, um, and going through this home detox, um, like process, how, what does that typically look like? Do you just kind of walk through people's homes and help them answer specific questions they have about products or just kind of do a full sweep? Yeah. It just depends on what, you know, the person wants. Um, I mostly work one-on-one with people in just like a small capacity as far as they want help with five to seven products. Um, I have them fill out a form beforehand. So we identify which products that they need help with, you know, cause sometimes people feel good about certain products or they have products that they just love and they do not want to find anything other else for it, you know? Um, so it's just kind of like identifying which ingredient or which products specifically that they want to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you work one-on-one with me, you get access to the five day detox. So you can kind of get more information about what specifically to look for and then which products you need help with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, that's one way. And then another way is I, if somebody's just like, I don't have any desire to learn any of this. I just want to know that I have safe products. <laughs> I can do that too. <laughs> I come yeah. into people's houses and I just literally do all the heavy lifting for them. Yeah. And, and one of the things I appreciate too, is it's not just about like replacing it with something that's safe, but it's also something that's like effective and going to do the job well. And so that's something right. that I've noticed from you too. It's like with some of the recommendations that you've made for us, even for, you know, some of like the household cleaners, like they work very well. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a lot I mean, better. At the end of the day, if a product isn't going to work, you're not going to use it and you're going to be back at square one. So yeah, that's a, thanks for highlighting that. Like, that's a huge thing for me. I just think there's a lot of products out there that are cleaner and safer, which is great, but they just do not do the job. And so part of what I do is I'm constantly testing things out. You know, once I clear the safety of it and seeing if it works, um, and I only recommend products that work. Yeah. So I know, you know, obviously a huge motivator for being able to be conscious of the types of products that you're using, both like personally and within the home, uh, is for the health benefits, you know, but when I, I know there are certain key things that people will recognize as like symptoms that identify that maybe they need to make a switch, like skin irritation or something like that. But can you talk a little bit about things that people should kind of be watching out for when using certain products to be able to know that they should make that switch? Yeah. I mean, you never, you never really know what yeah. is causing those, um, issues, but just from personal experience and I can talk you know, to many clients that have experienced improvements in their health. Um, my son's eczema within four or five months of switching to safer, cleaner products was basically gone and it hasn't come back. Um, both of my son's asthma is basically gone. Like again, within four or five months of switching to cleaner products. Um, so when you think about it, there's this thing called the cumulative effect and our body begins to you know, build up a certain tolerance to toxins because we're being exposed to them so frequently every single day. And then what ends up happening is if there is a malignant cell of some sort, it, our body doesn't identify it until it's too late a lot of times. So it's our goal to kind of lower that load that our, our bodies take so that our bodies are able to do the job of identifying these cells as there's, you know, you guys know, very, very common um, and so our bodies need to be in that prime health, you know, zone to be able to fight it off. And so if we're, you know, experiencing a lot of breathing issues, a lot of times that can be from laundry detergent. I like to use this as an example. You know, we, we put the detergent into our laundry or into a washing machine, and then those ingredients fill the air. You can smell it. You use a really fragrant laundry detergent. You can smell it as soon as you walk into the house, right? And then all day long, it's on your clothes. So you're literally breathing in those toxins like all day, every day. And so what that does to your body is again, it just kind of puts it into this place of like, oh, that those seem normal. So you get that your body gets used to it. Mm -hmm. So just eliminating those generally people can experience better ability to breathe. Yes. Less skin irritation. Um, there's a lot of ingredients linked to both of those. So, um, yeah. generally just as a society using far too many of those ingredients. 
And then I, I guess on the topic of society, I know, I know the culture and regulation within the United States is very different than it is elsewhere. Um, and I know you, you mentioned it earlier too, but I wanted to give you a chance to talk about it because I, we think it's really cool what you've done in terms of going to advocate for, for positive change. Can you talk a little bit about your experience yeah. in Washington and, and, you know, that, well, yeah, yeah, that whole experience. Yeah. I mean, that's of all the things I do, which I absolutely love what I do. It's my favorite part of what I do. Cause I get to actually, you know, not just walk the talk to the talk, but I get to walk the walk. So in the, in the European union, they have banned or restricted around 1400 ingredients here in the U S we've only banned 30 and there has not been a major federal law passed in the industry since 1938. So I'm working alongside. (laughs) Yeah. It's just insane when you think about it. Um, I'm working along, alongside with Beauty Counter, who's leading. I mean, Beauty Counter and a, a bunch of other uh, companies have kind of joined forces and are really trying to make a difference in the industry. Um, but they just were the first ones that did it, and you know, kind of have been doing more than most companies as far as going and advocating. Um, so basically, we have participated in passing ten laws, um, state laws, um, that have you know, ultimately helped to better the industry. Um, But what we need is a a federal uh, law that's been changed. So in March or May, sorry, the other M month, I was in um, DC with a bunch of beauty counter consultants. And we were asking the, uh, we were asking Congress to update what authority the FDA has, because currently they basically have none. Um, So if a product is sitting on the shelf and is causing harm, Um, not necessarily short-term harm. So if there's like, if somebody uses it and they get sick right away, that is covered, like that can't happen. But if there's, um, ingredients in a product that let's say makes somebody's hair fall out over time or has a high amount of, um, of something that can cause breathing issues over a few months, like not necessarily short, short term, but like definitely is causing issues there's nothing that can be done. The FDA cannot recall that product. So we were advocating for Congress to give the FDA authority to recall products that shouldn't be sitting on the shelves. Um, also, we're asking them to include different ingredients to test, which there's tons of research out there. So this shouldn't be too difficult, but it would just give them the authority to you know, research ingredients and then ban them from being used. So that 30 count that we're currently at could hopefully increase um, over time. So those were the couple of things that we were asking them to um, focus on. And then the other thing we're asking them to do is ban PFAS, P-F-A-S, which is a um, ingredient that is like causing all kinds of harm. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this, definitely research it because it's everywhere. And we're asking Congress to ban that. Um, so they're working on it, which is actually really awesome. Um, like I said, I've been doing this for eight years and my initial conversations with congressmen and women was very different than it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, they understand the issue. They understand that F- the FDA does need authority. So that's great. It's just about getting it done. Um, and they're working on it. So hopefully soon, fingers crossed, we'll have at least a little bit. It's not, it's going to be a while before it's up to, you know, par with the EU. Um, and, you know, we're going to have to still look, read our labels for quite a while longer, but you know, progress even on on the small scale is better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And I know when we talked um, last too, you, you mentioned a specific story about meeting with a staffer for 
uh, senator. Do you mind sharing the, yeah, the story? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we met with a staffer um, and actually we're meeting with all high level staffers, which again is a change from when we first started this. It was like bottom of the barrel staffers at first. And now we're like second, you know, first or second in command staffers, which is awesome. Um, so anyways, yeah, this specific staffer had just recently discovered or realized that he was um, more prone to getting skin cancer. And so he was using, he was very diligent about using sunscreen and he was very, very upset to learn of all of the, you know, uh, issues around the industry, the fact that it's unregulated and that there were actually ingredients linked to cancer in his pro in his sunscreens that he was using. And there had been a, a, re a voluntary recall that a bunch of companies had recently done. And so he was very eager to hear about our, the work that we were doing, all of the suggestions that we had as far as the legislation um, and all that stuff. And he was just, you know, kind of not like an atypical person that would normally be interested in this um, topic, but he was like, let's get it done. <laughs> very excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It hits a little differently when you're dealing with it personally. And you yeah. Know, yeah. And at the, unfortunately, a lot more people are starting to deal with it, you know, more directly, especially with re voluntary recalls like that. Um, you know, there's been quite a few of those in the last five years. And so com companies or uh, consumers are starting to really be more aware of it and looking for answers and trying to find those safer products yeah. and starting to realize it's not that simple. <laughs> yeah. So kind of circling back, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, people start to care more when they recognize how personally affected they are by it, you know? And so, um, you know, I, I guess in terms of like, like the top products that you're seeing people kind of reaching out about, is there anything in particular? I know, I know laundry detergent's probably one of them. Is there anything else that's like, kind of like on that top list of things that people kind of make that recognition and they're like, I need help. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that the most common is, um, the cleaning supplies and laundry detergent. Um, personal care is a little more difficult because everybody yeah. has different needs. Some people use a few products and people use a lot. Um, deodorant is probably the number one product that I get asked about, um, with, you know, in particular personal care products. Um, but yeah, just kind of like all of it at the end of the day, it's, yeah, you know, yeah, but, fair. but I would say deodorant <laughs> is definitely on the top of the list. Yeah. And, and we can, yeah, like, like you mentioned, I know you have a couple of resources on the website that are totally free for people to be able to kind of like download, to, to start that, that process of, of learning more about it too. So we'll make sure to, to link that below too. Um, yeah, uh, we can transition right into the lightning round. Some fun questions yeah, if you're ready fun. for it. Yeah. Yep, okay. Cool. <laughs> Joe, do you want to, you want to start us off here? Yeah, I'll kick us off. Uh, what is the most influential book you've read? Oh, I like that. Um, well, it can be recent or, you know, in yeah. the past. Yeah. Lately I've been reading a lot of like business and personal development books. Yep. Um, <laughs> and you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes it's really hard to stay focused, especially in this digital world, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so recently I read the book. It's, it's not new. It's been around for a while, but eat that frog where mm. the focus is like doing the most difficult thing, like first thing in the morning mm -hmm. so that the rest of the day is kind of like a piece of cake. Yeah. Um, and then just, uh, like reading books that really help to encourage, like getting over your fears, like doing a podcast for me is a very fearful thing yeah. being interviewed and then now hosting one. Um, you know, it's, it's a very, um, 
it, it's, it evokes a lot of fear for a lot of people. And, you know, the more we lean into those fears, the better. So um, I try to read things that really help to encourage that and continually put it on my mind because um, it, you have to do it every day. Right. Yeah. You got to take that risk and, and take a leap of faith. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And and for what it's worth, uh, just a, a shameless little compliment. I, I think you have a lot of uh, valuable information and helpful resources to be able to put out there. And I think it needs to be put out there. And so um, I think conquering that fear is for the benefit of everyone. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. It's an it's, everyday thing. And, you know, yeah. I try to tell myself that because again, I always like to go back to that person that I was eight years ago that was totally oblivious and, you know, had no idea. And I would like to say there's a whole lot more resources and there definitely is, but there's not as many as there should be. And so if I can just at least help one person, you know, do escalate the process, like it took me years to figure all this out. So if I could just help one person, you know, kind of go through the, um, or break through the, um, learning curve a little bit. That yeah. Get the ball that. rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, second question, uh, what book are you reading right now? Currently I'm reading the four hour work week. Oh trying, yeah. Yeah. Which is an old one, yeah. but, uh, you know, again, like we were talking about the digital, you know, constantly <laughs> yeah. being bombarded by, social media and the news and stuff. And so the one thing I'm halfway through it, um, that I'm taking away is like filtering all that out, being focused on the most important things and, um, and then just, you know, making sure that you're not getting bogged down by unnecessary tasks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you read that book, right, Joe? I just picked it up again last night. I can't believe you even just said what? that. How funny that is, is that? So yeah. Funny. Oh my god. <laughs> it's um, a big it's, one. It's a long one. It's yeah. definitely a long one. Well, I'm listen, I listen to audiobooks. So um, I mean, I usually have them in hard copy too, but I just consume the information better. So I'll like listen to it and then I'll go pick the book up and um highlight things that I want to remember. Yeah. yeah. I, I always find that book is so funny just because I feel like Tim Ferriss is such a savant at getting out of doing things. Yes, <laughs> like, I know. It's so funny as I'm listening to him, I'm like, he is so lazy, yeah. but also he's so successful. So and, I should probably take notes of some very, of this. <laughs> very efficient. Yeah. Yes. Very and, efficient. And yeah. Very stubborn in, in a lot of like the best ways. Like we're, we're big Tim Ferriss fans, but uh, I remember there's a section about uh, all these different responses that you can give to people on like the phone or email to like get them to, to stop yesterday. talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was so funny. And he's like, like, don't let people linger at your desk and talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it just, it's some, so much of it doesn't apply to like, you know, what I, because okay. it's like, I'm certain I'm in front of people like all day. Right. It's like, well, if I also, use it any was of those written things, in the early so 2000s without, you know, now social media is such a part of it. So it's like, I wish he would put out a new version. That's like, how do you, how do you do that with all of the new stuff? Yeah. You know, bombarding yeah. us every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Great book. Great book. Yeah. Okay. Next question. If you could have any mail delivered to your door tonight from anywhere in the world, Ooh. what would it be? Oh my gosh. Well, I love all foods that have cilantro, all like genres of food. So I love Mexican food, Thai food, Indian food. So I would have a smorgasbord of all three. That's so funny because a lot of people don't like cilantro. I love it. (laughs) It's funny because I didn't make the connection for a very long time. And I'm like, what is it about these? Because it's whenever it's like, what do you want to get for takeout? Those are the top three. Like, what is the common denominator? And then it occurred to me. It's the cilantro. (laughs) 
that's so funny. I love it. Yeah, that's great. All right. Uh, last question. If you could go back in time and give advice to a younger version of yourself, what piece of advice would you give? Um, I would tell her or a younger version of all of us is just to trust your instincts and your gut. Um, I think a lot of times we have, we struggle with that. And, um, you know, for me in particular, when I was starting the journey of cleaner products, I definitely questioned myself because nobody else was really doing this. And I'm like, well, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it's not that big of a deal, but then skip forward eight years later. It's like, no, it is a big deal. And I'm glad that I listened to my inner voice enough to keep me going. I definitely, I think that's why it took me so long. Cause I just didn't stick with it. Um, consistently at first. Cause I just, you know, had those doubts. Um, so yeah, with anything in life, if you really feel strongly about something, trust that and don't let fear hold you back. Yeah. That's such a great one. I think following your intuition is, is just a skill. We don't learn how to develop. And at some point in our adult lives, we just, yeah, start downing ourselves. Yeah. And I think it's so difficult because we're always looking outward for reassurance of things. And so, yeah, we're not taught how to listen to our intuition and then we're constantly looking for answers from other people, which is applicable sometimes, but most of the time, I think we, we know what we're feeling and we know what the next right step is. We just are sometimes afraid to take that next right step. And so we're looking for reasons not to, mm -hmm. um, and that's why, um, you know, I think it's a challenge for so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Always seeking external validation unnecessarily. Right. But everybody walks, you know, through life from a different perspective and we see things through a different lens. Um, and that's something that I did not know for a very long time, or I didn't quite understand that. So it's like, yes, you could go to somebody who you respect a lot and ask them a specific question and they may give you an answer that's totally opposite of what you were feeling. And you're going to listen to them because you respect them and to not listen to somebody just because, you know, it, that doesn't mean you don't respect them. It just is acknowledging, okay, well, I'm grateful for your input and take that into consideration, but ultimately you need to make the best decision for yourself. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in terms of, you know, people looking to be able to work with you or kind of download some of the resources that you mentioned, where, where can people find you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. Uh, my handle is at clean product junkie. Um, my website's cleanproductjunkie.com. I have a bunch of resources there. I have a blog on my website. Um, and I have a podcast, yeah. a new, new tell, podcast. Tell us, tell us about the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So it's called clean living made easy. Um, and it's kind of, it kind of spawned from my personal desire to just like learn from other people. Um, and so I share a lot of obviously stuff that I learned along the way, but I bring a lot of people in, in the health and wellness world, like you both will be on my podcast <laughs> soon. So yeah. Um, and just kind of helping people break down what it, what they need to, to just make those decisions better, because we do live in a world where there's so much information being thrown at us and we're trying to make health decisions or decisions about the products in our home. And so sometimes it can be very overwhelming. So the podcast really focuses on helping people walk, like find the right answers for them and maybe not a traditional sense. Yeah. I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> cool. And so, uh, 
we'll be sure to link pretty much all of that stuff uh, in the show notes and, and, you know, send it out with, uh, with this episode, but um, thank you so much for taking the time to, to come on the show and, you know, to be able to pass on some really helpful information. Yeah. You've answered so many questions that I've had floating around and I'm also feeling totally inspired to go through all my products and in a non-daunting way. I don't feel overwhelmed after this conversation. It feels like it's in grasp. I can do this. I know where to start. Um, and I, I thank you for that. I think that's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of help for people looking to start this journey themselves. Yeah. And just one last thing before we wrap up, yeah, just course. so everyone knows these little changes totally matter. And like, I'm glad that I've, you know, been able to share some information that might help you feel a little less overwhelmed by that. But over time, these changes matter and they do add up. And so it is about taking those little steps. So that's the, mo- I think that's the biggest thing I want people to take away is just like make the time and effort, even if it's just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you guys for having me.